and we're going to ask that you would turn to one of my favorite passages of scripture uh, I, I use so often, and that is found in the book of Numbers, Numbers chapter number 11. Uh, I want to direct your attention there, and of course, uh, if you would uh, also look in your Bibles and find Philippians, the second uh, chapter, but we're going to start with the first Numbers 11, and I just want to read a couple of uh, verses of scripture there. God is the one that has given his Holy Spirit, not just in the New Testament, but God allowed the Holy Spirit to step out in the Old Testament. Uh, you'd be surprised at the people that believe that God did not, uh, or the Holy Spirit did not uh, function in the Old Testament. Uh, when God said in the book of Genesis, let us, he was not talking about himself. Us has to be more than one. Is that right? And, and that means that the Father was there, the Son was there, and the Holy Spirit of God was in the midst. In Numbers chapter number, uh, Numbers 11 and if you turn just over to the, uh, see a good point to start, 17, at, well, yeah, verses 17, and I want to read uh, 17 and 18 just for the sake of time. And you get to read uh, the full scope of this uh, passage of Scripture. I've, I've learned that, that, that God places people in the church and in our life, uh, not just to take negatively, but to receive from us, to take from us, to take that which God has deposited in them. And, and if, you, if you receive it, it will bless you. Now, if you don't receive it, you have no one to blame for not being blessed but yourself. Is that right? When God set the table before you and, and, and invites you to come and to partake of the table, and then you refuse to partake, well, if, if your belly go empty, it ain't nobody's fault but yours. Is that right? The food is set before you. Amen. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for this word that we're about to share. We pray your blessings upon your people, the hearers. I pray, God, that you will have your own way. Lord, bless us as only you can. Let us feast of the word. And then, Lord, let us not just feast of the word, but let us take the strength that you have given us in that word and let us move forward doing thy great will. Father, we say thank you right now. We thank you for the power of loosening and binding, and we bind everything thing that be not of thee, we cast it away from us. Father, we thank you that the blood of Jesus covers us from our head to the very soles of our feet, Lord. We thank you that we are more than conquerors through Christ our Savior. We bless you in the mighty name of Jesus, and our hearts and our souls say amen and amen. Can you put your hands together and give God a praise today? Amen. Amen. In Numbers chapter 11, verses number 17, and it says, And I will come down and talk with thee there, and I will take the spirit which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burdens of the people with thee, that thou bearest it not thyself alone." The 17th verse, by the way, will serve as what I call the Sermonic text. In the 18th verse, it says, And say thou unto the people, Sanctify yourself against tomorrow, and ye shall eat flesh 
Amen. And ye shall eat flesh, for ye have wept. Amen. In the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you flesh, and ye shall eat. But in the 17th verse, as God began to deal with his servant, his servant was that person that he had laid his hands upon. Is there anybody in here today that can say without a shadow of a doubt that the Lord has laid his hands up on me? Now, now you got to understand something. The, the laying on of God's hand is not just for the pulpit. People think that the only ones that are anointed is the ones that stand behind this sacred desk and proclaim the word of God. Everyone that God calls out of darkness, calls out of sin, calls out of the world, God has laid his hands upon them. The hand of God, by the way, denotes the, the power and the authority that is being vested in that person. Somebody said, do you have a subject? My subject is when God pours into you. When God pours into you. Well, that, that, that hand of God that rests on your life, rests upon your spirit, it is an empowerment of authority. It gives you the right the privilege is to stand and to operate not in your flesh, but to operate in the spirit of the living God. Too many people walk around trying to do ministry in the flesh, not just in the audience, but also in the pulpit. God has not called us to operate and to do his work in the flesh. God calls us to be what operating in the spirit of the living God. That being said, God does not discriminate. He does not just anoint the poor pit. He anoints those who sit in the audience as well. Our job as poor pit tears is to what impart unto you what thus said the Lord. How many of y'all know that we can't do it all by ourselves? We need some help, amen, in order to get the work of the Lord done. And therefore, when God what allows us to stand and to hear what the, uh, amen, the Holy Spirit is saying, uh, he gives it to us that we can give it to you, that you can take it and run with it. Hallelujah. See, now we got to understand that uh, now there are some things that God will tell or to share with that person that he have called for that office such as pastors. And I want to highlight that office today because this is a monumental move in uh, uh, of the Holy Spirit in the church today. We, are, we, are, we, are, we have come this way because we want to be able to see what God is going to use and how God is going to use his pastors in these last and evil days. There are some things that God will share with the pastor. And, and somebody said, well, I can hear God for myself. Can I share this with you? There are some things that you need to have the pastor to be able to impart unto you. There are some things that God ain't going to tell you directly. He's going to send it according to his order. This is the will of God. Amen. So God gives some things, some information, some insight, some instructions to the one that he have called to be pastors. Don't forget, you're still a anointed. Amen. 
you are still anointed. There's just some things that God reserved for that one that he has called into that pastoral ministry. There are some things that God has said that I'm going to tell it first to my pastors, and then after I tell it to my pastors, they are to share it with you. Amen. Those, what I like to call the soldiers. Amen. Any soldiers in the house today? Well, here in this passage of Scripture, God talks about, uh, talks to his man servant, and he begins to tell him about what God is going to do, how God is going to come down, and God comes down in a supernatural way. How many of y'all know that God, we that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth? God came down and began to what? Share with his servant. Amen. And he began to say these things, and I will come down and I will talk. Yes, there are people that walk around and say, God ain't talking to us. If God ain't talking to you, something is wrong. I believe that God is always talking, even in that period of time called the silent ages. I believe that God was still talking. God began to talk, and he began to tell his servant that, I, I want you to take the spirit that, that, that you have, amen. I want to take of that same spirit, Moses. I want to take of that same spirit, and I want to transfer that, that spirit that you have upon those people that I've given unto you. That's important. I Sometimes when you read this uh, verse of Scripture, look at the word spirit there, and you'll find that it is in small case, miss. It's not a capital S, amen. It's a small S in spirit. It was not talking about the Holy Spirit right there. And, and sometimes we miss that. Now, one God's servant, Moses, was a person of integrity. He was a person that God, amen, that, that trusted God, that listened to God. He was somebody that had been proven by God. He had gone through the necessary preparations by God, and, and God knew what he could entrust into this man. Into this man. See, God knows who he can trust in ministry. Y'all know that? Everybody uh, may want to, by virtue of their mouth, say that they want to go and do thus and so. But if you look around, you'll find out there's a whole lot of folks that say they love God, but yet they can't find their way to the house of God. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing in here. They say they love God, but they never have time to do the will of God. They talk about how they want to please God, but they are not willing to get up and go for God. They are not willing to be inconvenience. I come to recognize that sometimes when God tells us to do things, it is not what we want to do necessarily, but because we love him enough, whatever he say, yes, uh, it, it may not be the most uh, 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 correct time. Sometimes God will tell you to do something that is totally not a part of your schedule, but when you love God, when you love God, not just in word, but down in the city of your a sanctified heart. When you love God, it doesn't matter if God called you to get up out of your bed at two or three o'clock in the morning and to go and tell somebody what thus said the Lord. If you love him, you'll get up and you'll go about doing it. Amen. When you love God, as we say out of our mouth, if God said, I want you to what pack up and I want you to move to the far side of West Zimbabwe, you'll get up and you'll go. Why? Because what? You love God. Am I right about it? Well, God 
God knew that he could trust this here person. And he took him through the test. He took him through, amen, the process. And there's always going to be process. There's always going to be some processes. When you say you love God, guess what? Get ready to be processed. Hallelujah. And he said, I want you to take the spirit that is upon you, Brother Moses. I want you to take that spirit and I want you to what? Put it up on those that I've given unto you. There are some folks, and I know that I'm in a hurry, there are some folks that sometimes don't want or don't like uh, the one that God has placed over them. I feel like preaching in here today. There are some folks who will say that uh, I, I can do it better than they. I, I, they don't know what they're doing. Nevertheless, this is the one that God has chosen and God has ordained and God has sanctioned. And people will say, well, I don't see why I have to follow what, what they say. You are not following what they are saying. You are following what thus said the Lord. Uh, and, and, and God said, I want you to take your spirit. I want to take those characters, uh, heuristics that you have inside of you. Some folks are saying they're willing to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, but they are not willing to follow, amen, Pastor Coley. They are not willing to follow uh, uh, soon-to-be Pastor Mike. They are not, amen, willing to follow soon-to-be Pastor Krista. Oh, we'll follow the Holy Spirit. Um, but I come to tell you that whoever God sets in front of me, yes, uh, I, I, I'm willing to do whatever the Lord said do, yes. Um, why? Because it's just like God said unto me, this is my servant in whom I'm well pleased. Uh, this is the one that I want you to follow. So he said, now look at that word spirit. Y'all thought I forgot, didn't you? It, it's a small SP. It is not a capital. The capital S in spirit always represent the spirit of God. Um, it represents the Holy Spirit. Um, this spirit is the spirit that what was in the integrity of the servant himself. Um, God had caused him to have good character. Uh, uh, we, don't, we don't find people today that have good characters. Um, we don't have preachers today that have good character. Um, we don't have preachers that walk up right before God like they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. uh, the preacher man and the preacher woman has been called to walk a man in, in holiness uh, as unto the Lord. Hallelujah. We got preachers now that's trying to fit in and do what they want to do. Yes, they want to, amen, be a friend of the world and yet try to hang with God. You can't serve two masters, am I right? You can't serve two gods. We have people who are saying that there's nothing wrong with fitting into the world. But my Bible tells me to come ye out of the world and what be ye separate, saith the Lord. Uh, we got preachers who are saying that God uh, have called them and yet they want to live uh, unholy and ungodly lives. Uh, God is still calling for that preacher man and preacher woman, yes, uh, to walk circumspectly, yes, uh, not to walk in darkness, but to walk as children of the light. Uh, we got to understand that God is still telling us uh, to walk as he walked, yes, um, to talk as he talked, um, to live as he lives. Um, 
And, and so it is that Moses um, has what God has put in him. Yes. Um, and, and, and those folks that didn't want to follow Moses, uh, God said, no, wait a minute. If you can't follow him, this is the man that I put in front of you. Uh, how are you going to follow after me? Yes. Um, there are church folk, that uh, people that go to church um, and won't listen to nobody. Um, I hope you have gotten yourself geared up for those types of people. Why? Because um, they will look for a place where they can do whatever they want to do. It ain't about you doing your own thing. You got to do what thus said the Lord. But preachers, let me tell you something. Moses had been tried. Yes, Moses had been developed. And the character that was in Moses, he said, I want you to take that character. I want you to take that that, that ability. I want you to take those tools that I place in you, and I want you to put it on those 70. Hallelujah. God has people that is waiting for you to what? Take of yourself. Now, if yourself was nasty, he ain't telling, he ain't talking to you. Can I say that again? God don't operate in nastiness, in dirtiness. Um, Moses had now Moses had some history. Let me don't 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 get me wrong. Uh, Moses had some history, like everybody. And some folks would say, "Well, who do you think you are? Uh, you act like you're holier than thou." No, I'm just trying to keep it real with you. Uh, I'm trying, as they said in the hood, Pastor Coley. I'm just trying to keep it 100. Amen. Y'all say 100. Uh, in the hood, we say 100. Amen. Uh, I just want you to understand that I. I'm not without fault. The preacher is not without fault, without issue, without struggles. Uh, but what we come to recognize is that we have given ourselves to God. Hallelujah. We're not perfect. They're not perfect. No, they're not. And, and so, therefore, some of those did not want to follow the character or take on the character of Moses. Anytime you go somewhere, or people come into this church, let me say it this way. When people come to Passageway, they ought to sense the spirit of Pastor Coley. Y'all know that? They ought to sense her, 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 her spiritual DNA in this here place. Uh, uh, and, and in a little while, as we're going to transfer into place upon individuals, uh, uh, not only the, the power of the Holy Spirit uh, to stand in the office of a pastor, uh, but we, we're going to take that same type of uh, DNA and place it upon those that, amen, have met the requirements of the pastor, the senior pastor here and going to place it upon them. Lord help us in here. Uh, whenever somebody come to this here church, they ought to be able to not only sense the Holy Spirit. Huh? Oh, I love going to places where the Holy Spirit is alive and moving. Huh? I, listen, I deal with dead folks all the time. The last thing I want to deal with on Sunday morning, somebody ought to shout glory in here, is a church filled with dead folk. Huh? I, I, I didn't come to mess with dead folks. Dead folks don't do anything for me. When I come to God's house, I'm looking for a move of the Holy Spirit. 
Hallelujah. And, and so they ought to be able to not only sense the power of the Holy Spirit. They ought not to just be able to sense the power or the spirit of Pastor Ella Jane Coley. Yes, They will then be able to sense the, the spirit and the character of, of, of Pastor Mike and Pastor Amen Crystal. Yes. Why? Because that same spirit that, amen, that rested upon Pastor Coley is getting ready to be transferred. Yes, I, you shouldn't sit up in here and say, I don't want to have that kind of uh, amen spirit on me. I, you ought to find a place I, where you will find yourself fitting in. I tell people that all the time in word power. If you don't like it here, then look, the same door you walked in, you can walk out. Amen. I don't want you to walk. Amen. I don't want you to leave. But if you just got to go because you don't want what we are offering, what we are offering is what the Lord have given unto us. Pastor Mike, amen. Pastor Christian, can I tell you something? You cannot give them what you don't have. You can pour into somebody that which you do not have. In this passage of scripture, I'm trying to hurry and get out of your way. What we see is God who poured himself. He poured himself into Brother Moses. And you know what? When it was time for the transfer, God have mercy. He just told Moses, I want you to what? I want you to start pouring what I poured into you. I want you to pour it into the people. In a little while, this bottle will be empty. Yes. And, and, and that thing will be able to be poured out of it once it is empty unless it get filled up again. Am I right about it? You got to understand, pastors to be, yes, that every now and then you got to go back to the source and allow the source, which is God, to fill you up again, yes, so that you will be able to pour, amen, even some more into the children of God. But I come to tell the children of God, God, yes, as God has poured into you and has infused you and has empowered you, you got to take that which you have received and share it and go out into the hedges and the highways. You got something to do with what has been poured into you. When they no longer want to receive what God has placed in them, and you'll be surprised at people who say, now, Lord, uh, I love you, but I don't want any of that stuff. Uh, you know what they say. Now, don't, don't, don't come talking in these tongues. Uh, listen here. Whatever God has, uh, I don't care what it is. Uh, I want what God has. Uh, and, and there are some folks who are talking about, uh, is he a Jew God? Is he, a, is, he, is he an African God? Is he a white God? I don't care what color he is. Uh, whatever God has, uh, I want what God has. Uh, I need what God has. I come to submit to you, the audience, soon to be the ones that will be able to receive from God. You need whatever God has. Whatever the Lord has in his storehouse, you and I should be the ones who said, I want it, Lord. And, and, and when Moses set out, yes, there was people who said, wait, we don't want to follow Moses. I want to say this again. You got to follow the leader. Am I right? 
And you got to follow leadership. And I don't care what kind of word you say you have. And you got to follow leadership. And if you cannot follow leadership, you can never be a leader. And Lord, help us in here. Shout hallelujah. And in fact, put your hands together and give God a praise. And you got to learn how to follow leadership. Let me go to my second uh, scripture in Philippians. Yes. Um, Philippians chapter number two. I want to read it. I want to read it just a, a verse or two from, let me say it like this. Uh, in, in verse number seven, in the seventh verse of, uh, of Philippians chapter number two, uh, it, it talks about, uh, uh, but made himself a no reputation and took up on him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of God. The ESV version of that says that God emptied himself. Uh, how many of you know that God empties himself uh, into his servants, uh, into those that he called into what we call public ministry? Uh, he pours himself into these individuals. Uh, have you ever had God uh, to pour himself in you. When God pours himself into you, you're no longer the same. You are not your own anymore. Uh, listen, there are people that want to fool some folk, and they want to act like they've been with God. Uh, but they have no visible signs uh, that they've been with God. Uh, you're the holy rich sin. By this shall all men know uh, that you are my disciples. Uh, for you have passed from death unto life. Uh, there are signs to prove that you have been with God. Uh, there are signs that will be in your life that will prove that you have been with poured into by God. Things I used to do, I don't do anymore. Things I used to say, I don't say anymore. Places I used to go, I don't go anymore. Though It's no longer getting even with you. It's about saying, but I come to do the will of God. I want to live like God lives. I want to be just like him when he comes. Is it anybody want to be like Jesus when he comes? Listen, listen, listen. When you look at Jesus and what Jesus went about doing, have you ever wondered why? People are not operating, yes, in the realm that they saw Jesus operate in. How many times do you see the healing virtue of God being manifested in our churches? Oh, we say that we're having good church. Folks don't get saved. Folks don't get delivered. People don't want to come a part of it. But yet we're saying that I've been what filled with the power of God. Jesus poured himself into his disciples. He did. He poured himself. He emptied himself into his disciples. We learn from that the lesson that God wants to empty himself into his people today. We want to know, we want you to know that you are his disciples. You have been what? Touched by God. You've been called by God. You've been anointed by God. Now, what do you mean I've been called and anointed? 
The only way that these people can do these instruments, they have to be anointed. They have to be called by that. The only way an usher knows how to usher, he said, don't take them, but to what? Know how to walk. No, there's a whole lot of spiritual, amen, activity that goes on when that person walks through that door and the first one they see is that usher. How did that usher begin to do spiritual warfare if they cannot see? They got to be able to see with the Spirit of God, with the eyes of the Lord. Every one of us that have been called out of sin, we have been anointed to do something for the advancement of the kingdom. The last thing that we need in this hour is a church that is not about doing anything for the kingdom of God. And, and thank God that, that, that some folks, we may have money, but we need to do something more than just give our money. We need to be able to say to somebody that we see walking along the road, along the, the street, or along the, the strip mall, we need to tell them how good God is. I, I want to tell you that the Lord is yet a Savior. We got folk that looks up to us and we never tell them about Jesus. Uh, there are people that you may have on your job and they don't know that you're a Christian because well, you never witness for him. I'm not talking about getting in trouble per se. Amen. You go to work, you're supposed to go there and what? And work. <laughs> but there's some time that you that God will open up a door so that you can witness. <laughs> Somebody will say to you, Good morning. And that's a grand opportunity. You can tell them, yes, it is a good morning. The Lord done blessed me to see the dawning of a new day. That's gonna get somebody's attention because they're gonna say, What you mean, the Lord? It was my alarm clock. No, honey, huh? it wasn't the alarm clock that touched me, it was my savior. Only, in other words, God gives you an opportunity, and God gives everybody the opportunity to be a witness. The problem comes to it, comes in when we become afraid to witness for the Lord. Uh, in the old African black church, yes, uh, they say, I'm a witness for my Lord. Uh, is there any witnesses up in here? You're witnessing because God has poured himself. How is it that the Lord Jesus Christ took a few men. They always talk about the men. Did you notice that? They took a few men. But he had some others that were not men. They were called women. <laughs> and, and, but he took these few individuals. Y'all didn't read that in your Bible, did you? Huh? That were women that, that Jesus hung out with, yes. Huh? That he anointed to do the work, yes. Huh? Uh, I can't believe here we are in 2023 and we are still trying to figure out who God can call. God, you, you got to ask me, can, 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 I, can you use somebody? God can use whoever he want to use. Huh? He used some women as well to go forth to declare his goodness in the earth. Well, he may use them, but he cannot use them. Don't you tell me what God can and cannot do. God can use them, however. So he took these individuals that we call the original 12. The original 12. And one of them was a what? One of them was what? Not so steadfast. He got caught up in some stuff that became a blemish. Am I right? But yet God had an hour that he used him also. My point that I'm trying to make is this, that he took these few individuals. Passageway, don't ever feel that you are too small for God to get great glory from this ministry's life. Uh, he took those 12, those 12, those 12, yes, uh, and they changed the scope of the world. He can take a few individuals here at Passageway if you are willing and obedient, uh, and he can change not only this here community, 
but he can change the whole city and the state. He can what? He can change anything that he desires. He looks for somebody who's willing to do his will for him. So it is that we see that as he emptied himself into his disciples, he didn't empty himself into a donkey. Did y'all know that? They, you know, they like to downplay the lady in ministry. Yeah, some of y'all women should know that. Uh, y'all ain't saying much, but uh, they, they like to downplay the women in ministry. And they'll say, if he can use a jackass, he can use a woman. Why is it that she has to be compared to a jackass to get you to understand that he used what? Male and female. Hallelujah. They don't use that slogan when they find a ditch-wallowing drunk man. Y'all notice that? Oh, God cleaned him up. God washed him. God made a difference in his life. And that's the end of it right there. And that poor lady who probably had been living holy and sanctified and consecrated lives, they got to tag her by saying, well, if he can, if he can, amen, use a jackass, he can use a woman. No, God uses whom he wants for the betterment and for the glory, for his own glory. So God uses us. He emptied himself not into an animal. He did not. He emptied himself into an individual. Because the individual was the one that he breathed the breath of life into. Something known as the acrosia. Hallelujah. He breathed into them. And only after he breathed into them did they become what? Living souls. Only thing I'm trying to tell you this morning is that God has breathed, God has poured into you. Now, how old do you have to be before God can pour into you? There is no age restriction. I used to be, I told one of the little children, no, I think it was Ashton. Uh, she's in the back. And she told me how old she became last week. I think it was last week. And my mind went back and I told her, I used to be that old. I remember when I was that old. I remember when I was seven. You said they had seven back then? They had seven back then. When I could jump off the top of a building this tall, jump down on the ground, wouldn't say nothing but just keep on running. Like I just floated down and hit the ground and just get up and run. And Lord, if I jumped off this thing, y'all had to call 911. I'd be worse than Humpty Dumpty falling apart. Lord, have mercy. But there's no age restriction. There's no age restriction. See, God wants to use you. He wants to pour into you. And I want to go a little further. You all probably have been in touch with this ministry or in a ministry that pouring has not just been a thing of today. God's been pouring in your life a long time. The question is, when will you do something with what has been poured into you? To whom much is given, much is required. Now, do you not think that God knew or know about your your, 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 your stuff? I say stuff for a better word. Anybody got some stuff with them? Raise your hand if you got some stuff with you. 
Uh, y'all act like y'all ain't got no stuff. <laughs> Let me put this mic on. Amen. We all got some stuff. I, I guarantee you, uh, if you slam your finger in that car door, you ain't going to go to speaking in tongues. Some stuff going to come out of your mouth. <laughs> I guarantee you, somebody mess with that grandbaby. Any grandparents in here? And, 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 and somebody bothered that grandbaby. Some stuff going to come out of you. With your save yourself. Amen. Let somebody take your money from you. Walk up to you. They bigger than me. And they're going to snatch your purse. And here you are, 95 pounds. You're going to act like a gorilla. Because you got some stuff in you. All of us got some stuff. There's no age restriction. We don't, we don't highlight the stuff. We highlight the goodness of the Lord that's in our life. But God uses us regardless of our age, and he will use us even as we will better ourselves from our stuff. Some of you think that your stuff got to be, amen, in that category of, you know, fornication and adultery. No, or, or drinking and smoking weed. Have you, do y'all, do they smoke weed down here? Amen. Do they smoke weed down here? Uh, amen. Uh, let me, let me, let me. Do, do they smoke weed? Do they come to church? Um, you know, they got weed. They, they got weed in the car, and they, 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 they hit that thing before they get out of the car, them say folks. Talking about it's for my glaucoma in my eyes, and it helps regulate my heartbeat, and it, it, it's good for arthritis. You know what I'm talking about. They got weed. Yes, Lord, have mercy. Weed serves everything in some people's books. But God helps people. God works with people. And you know what? Unlike many folks uh, that want to give up on somebody, God keeps on working with you. Now, don't, don't take this the wrong way. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't go tell nobody. Bishop McLaughlin from D.C. told us that it was all right to smoke weed. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is there's nothing about you that God don't know about your shortcomings, all have sinned and come short. Your, your, your struggles, your issue, God knows about them. Now, you, you, you ought to get better. Did you know that? You ought to get better. I'm going to blow somebody's mind. If you smoked weed all last week and you say you love Jesus, you ought to be able to give that thing to Jesus and not smoke it this week. You ought to be like a little baby being weaned. Uh-uh. Y'all didn't hear that, did you? Now, you ought to, yes. If you cussed a whole lot last week, you ought to monitor what you're doing this week. Y'all don't believe it. Y'all save. I guarantee you, you cuss somewhere along the way. When you get home, don't, don't practice. My point is, he pours into us. You do. I know you do. If you sanctify yourself. Back in Numbers, he told them to sanctify themselves on tomorrow. Why would he tell us to sanctify ourselves if we was already sanctified? Did you ever find that, figure that out? Because what we are growing daily, we are growing in our what relationship. He's pouring into us. And I'm going to stop because he wants to flush some stuff out of us. Did you know that? Your system needs to be flushed, your spiritual system. So he pours his Holy Spirit there. You got to receive it.